Welcome to Las Hermanas Podcast con Ingrid y Neri. Your favorite Gen Z and Millennial are here to chat with some of our favorite humans who inspire and move us. Girl, are you ready to dive into the best conversation yet? Hello! We're back! I know, it's been a while, and as many of you maybe have noticed, the logo and the name behind our podcast is completely different. And we're here to introduce, reintroduce ourselves and talk a little bit more about what we've been up to as well. Y'all, we are so grateful for every single one of you that has stuck with us for several seasons now. And so I hope you're as excited as we are because there's a new name, there is a new picture, new logo, and we're super excited. Um, so let's jump into it. Yeah, I think first to dive into this is to kind of understand why we moved away from the name of Bold Ambition, mm -hmm. why we moved away from that older way of, even our picture was like suits, mm -hmm. ties, serious, yeah. being bold, being ambitious. And I love that for that phase, but I think it was definitely time for our podcast to really represent who we are now and what we value now. And what we what message and impact we actually want to bring to the community yeah totally and i think also change it's like the only constant in life and that sounds cheesy i'm sure we've said it before or you've heard it somewhere else but i think i think it's part of uh just who we are and can like there is continuous change um i think it just speaks it's the kind of action that you would expect from us yeah naturally <laughs> yeah i mean it would be life would be boring if nothing ever changed right. and evolved and grew mm -hmm. and Sometimes I also forget and I add this pressure to myself that like we created this, we can right. we have the power to make it whatever we whatever want. Whatever we want. And if that means that that name and that logo doesn't resonate with us, then we're allowed to make it something that does now. Absolutely. So that's exciting. And I'm happy just to be here again and recording in, with Nettie. This is definitely a passion of mine, having conversations surrounding mental health, spirituality, self-awareness joys, challenges in life, and that's kind of what the season's going to be about as well. You'll definitely notice just more casual, in-depth, down-to-earth conversations. There's no agenda here. We're just here to build community and be ourselves. Honestly, that's all it is. So as we say that, welcome to Las Hermanas podcast. Okay, you may be wondering, okay, well, why Las Hermanas? A little backstory, if you're new here, Ingrid is dating uh, one of my brothers, <laughs> one of, <laughs> she's dating my brother. And I mean, so ever since I met her, I've known her since she was 18. And um, ever since then, we have, we have worked on this beautiful relationship. And um, she is not just like a sister to me, like, a, you know, hey sis, she truly has been a sister to me. She's my little sister. And sometimes she gets to be the big sister to me, you know? And so we thought it was so fitting to call the podcast to move away from bold ambition and to just say, okay, well, this podcast is about us, about what we're going through life and what we hope can resonate with so many other young women out there. Um, of course, you can tell there's definitely this like Gen Z versus millennial, <laughs> you know, view of life. So we truly hope this could, you know, just shine some light in someone's life or honestly, you can just have fun listening to us. Yes. I love that you brought up the Gen Z and millennial take too, because as I said, we met a long time ago. I was young and I'm still young. We're all young, but, but we've kind of evolved and shaped our relationship into what it is now. And in doing so, 
also it's interesting I don't have a sister you don't have a sister mm-hmm. like, so we get to fill in that gap for yeah, each other for sure. very evenly <laughs> and then also as we bring on guests and build this community like they're mm-hmm. also part of the like sisterhood hermana yes. vibe community that we want to build here so with that being said I definitely just want to hear more about how you've been at it it's been since April that we have talked and I mean obviously we talk in person every day <laughs> but since we've kind of just given life updates and talked about our personal literal physical changes that have happened since April yeah I feel like there has been so much going on since April May I mean we ended I feel like we ended the season on such a good note we went on our trip and I feel like since then it's just been a roller coaster of really great things some sad things but overall I think I've been able to embrace life and just take the punches and the good news as they come um and then that has been just I think it has been, I, I'm taking it and seeing it as a beautiful, just season of my life, dude. So we finally move into our home. Woo! Recording from Las Hermanas podcast uh, headquarters. Studio. Currently. <laughs> studio. Um, and we love our home. It's been such a fun, fun and very hard work um, to get it together and decorate. And I've been having so much fun with it and making all my DIY projects. 99% of the house is DIY. <laughs> That's so. crazy. That's an accomplishment. That's huge. Yeah. And girl, you're a whole ass fiance now. I know. Yeah. So we also got engaged. Cody proposed on closing day. <laughs> I um, helped coordinate everything and it was yes. just like a very beautiful moment that came together. Not to make it about me, but no, so you know. <laughs> big, like I had no idea and you knew the whole thing. Yes. I yes. was I'm just so thankful that you were part of it and you know a couple other of our friends, of course. We gotta give them a shout out. Uh but I think I am just so blessed. I mean I don't want to sound preachy, but I am truly lucky to have such beautiful friends that want to, you know, help us, you know, um, grow a relationship and take our next step because, you know, sometimes marriage is not for everybody. So anyway, (laughs) we got engaged um, and no kids yet, no wedding date yet. Um, I have a new job and I think, oh gosh, that's, I think that's putting me in a really good spot um, emotionally and yeah, I would say emotional and financially too. Hello, so, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but life is hard, dude. You know, I don't want to sound like it's all roses and rainbows and butterflies. There are so many people, myself included, my mom, we just lost my grandma. Um, so I know life can take all kinds of downturns and U-turns and, you know, so what you've been up to? I have been doing a lot of healing mm-hmm. and work in a spiritual mental and emotional aspect of my Mm -hmm. life I think that has been an ongoing journey since my first anxiety attack that I experienced in June 2021 Mm -hmm. and it kind of woke me up to realize that I was not living in alignment Mm -hmm. with my self my Mm -hmm. true self so since then it has really been just like a time that I'm giving to myself to rediscover what I like who Mm -hmm. I am what brings me joy what do I value what do I want to continue bringing into my life who do I want to continue bringing into my life? And then I'm in my mid-20s too, so I'm navigating relationships, friendships, and how to move those forward while we're all in this like growth healing yeah. journey yeah. individually as people, as humans. Totally. Even when you know when you graduate college, which I did two years ago, um, with inner circles of mine, when social circles, we talk about the after effects of COVID mm. and how now it's just so hard to connect with people. I yeah. think a lot of people have a wall up called social anxiety. Yeah. And 
it's changing the way that we are interacting with humans and showing up to events. And before this year, I had not experienced social anxiety. I didn't know what it meant Mm -hmm. to show up and not feel like safe. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was always the extroverted, happy to be Mm -hmm. here, smiling, drink in my hand. And, um, I don't know. It's just something that I'm navigating as, as a 24 year old. And I see it in all of my relationships in my new friendships that I'm cultivating that are very much into spirituality and the betterment of self. And then also my college friends who maybe I'm not sure what path they're on because we don't Mm. talk enough or we see each other so, so little Mm -hmm. that when we are catching up, it's like, we just want to have fun and, and embrace each other and laugh and share our experiences. But I don't get to, I just have a hard time keeping up with everyone and learning from each other and teaching each other Mm -hmm. because our lives are just so, I don't know, moving in such different paces and on different paths too. Yeah. And that's not even to single anyone out. I think it's just the reality of what it Mm -hmm. means to navigate your relationships as a mid twenties, as a woman in her mid twenties. Yeah. It's that phase of you're exiting college. So people are on their own path and that path may or may not align with what you want to do and what values are important to you. And I've just kind of had to step back and, and do a little bit of reframing. Yeah. And like reframing what it is that I want to keep in my life. And I don't know. I hope it is, I know it's not going to be the end of it because mm-hmm. even you, you know, who mm-hmm. is, even you and my parents and people who I speak to who from at all stages of life experience this with their relationships. So yeah. I think it's just like the beginning of many more of these journeys to come. Yeah. Just our whole experience through the pandemic, I believe across the board from like COVID babies to like children and um, grade school to teenagers to, you're an example of like a graduating, um, you know, college graduates, um, to single people, to marriages, I think people at different stages of life, they all have suffered. And oh my gosh, this just reminds me of like a conversation we just had not too long ago about showing up at a party. And it's just, I share that feeling with you, um, you know, at a recent party, if you know, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I felt guilty that I was not able to sit down with a friend with, you know, it was some of my favorite people and I did not have like that long conversation and connection. And mm-hmm. and I think I'm trying to be big on like listening to my friends and asking how they're doing, what's going on in their lives. And I just felt like at this party, I was just, just moving around asking if everybody was having a good time. But um, for the first time ever, I felt like being the hostess, <laughs> did just not live up to my own expectations Mm -hmm. and it was so interesting like that component of social anxiety that just like got into me and of course I kind of like put away the little voice inside of me when I was like you're not doing enough your guests are not having fun of course they're not having fun you know look at them they're not laughing and and then I I just had to say you know what be quiet I am gonna enjoy this time Mm -hmm. and then I looked around and people were having fun Mm -hmm. um but I'm sure you experienced something similar, right? Yeah, I even was talking to Sai on our way back from this party, and I'm like, that is the first time I go to a party in, I don't even remember like how long, you know? Mm. And it's been months, months, yeah. months, months. And usually, too, there's another layer that I usually drink to get rid of that social anxiety yeah. and like almost use it as a crutch to socialize and feel confident and talk to people and approach people. And this time, I haven't drank since the beginning of July so and I'm very happy with my decision and I'm continuing Mm -hmm. that so I came to this party knowing I wasn't going to drink and it was just an added layer of like Mm. ooh, like I'm sober Uh there's 
people around me, there's a lot of people around me that I'm familiar with that I know, I know Mm -hmm. everyone's name, but I still had a really hard time, like, just going into a circle and being like, hey, what's (laughs) up, how how are you, how's life, because, I don't know, maybe it was a layer of being scared of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and such a public, big space, like a party, whereas if I have a coffee one-on-one sit down, talk with you, Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable, I love that, I get to know you and your depths and what you're about, but this was just so crazy and I think it's signaling to us what humanity craves more of I think we're craving more of like the one-on-one small groups of interactions of socialization of depth and maybe parties are just like serving us in another way that we're not aware of yet or maybe they're not serving us in some way yeah you know I think regardless I had fun I think regardless I did my best showed Mm -hmm. up with my outfit (laughs) like you know I did my best where I could but I definitely noticed just a shift and I was like is this collective Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are feeling this way and I think it's just not talked about enough I think we're all in our heads thinking that no one else is feeling this way but everyone is we're just not talking about it you know on top of my head now I'm just thinking um so sorry about the noise we're at home so you'll definitely hear the fridge beeping because someone opened it (laughs) so we're just keeping it real right now we're just keeping it real (laughs) not editing this part out but um no seriously and you know what it's coming to my like to mind right now is that we are all trying to find tools personal tools that will help us navigate this new social dynamic right and i'm not trying to sound like i'm not trying to just throw big words out there but if you really think about it, maybe, like you said, maybe we are all feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, we're kind of walking on different paths. And so I think that also speaks to who we are not anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like your one of your personality traits or not even personality traits, but one of your um, go-to things is, was drinking. Was drinking. I was known as that girl of like, I always have a drink in my hand. Yeah. Let's drink. Like, yeah. And, and not, I love not to get her. drunk, but yeah. like, you know, just because she loves a good cocktail. Yes, yeah, exactly. absolutely. And same, I only have like champagne and have a glass of wine. Yeah, have a glass mm-hmm. of wine, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think that. Um, all right, there goes someone closing water bottle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's super interesting. And I mean, if any of y'all listening, you know, can relate to that, I think it would be good to know that we're not alone in this, and that you can relate. And hey, if you have any tools or anything that you've learned in how to deal with this, definitely. Um, Send us an email. <laughs> Comment, DM us, right? Or don't. Or don't. Because <laughs> literally never, no one does. <laughs> but anyway, well, I want to know, going back to like what we've learned so far, what this season of life has brought us, Like, what is something that, has, that you want to let go of? I want to know what's something you're letting go of this next season of life Ooh. and what has also been reflecting back on the past season that's been your yeah. greatest joy. Oh my gosh. that's. I feel like there are so many. That would be a very long answer. So let me break it down there was a tipping point for me because I, so I was at this retreat, right? Just a couple, the beginning of the month of August and it was with a book club. And I thought this was such a beautiful experience for myself and for all the women that were there. But for me, this was truly the tipping point of the letting go because I had been dealing with this feeling that I was, I wanted to be, you know, like, that friend that I wanted that my best friends like just call right away and I, I I wanted to stay relevant in my friendships and that sounds a little sounds like a little bit like my ego was just getting in the way and I and I had to think about it like what is it about me feeling like I always have to stay relevant with my friendships with my relationships um 
I was even telling Cody, I was like, I feel like I have to stay relevant in the conversation. And it was just me trying to uh, fit in and being a two and, you know, having trying to get that validation. I mean, and so um, the coolest part about this, though, is that for, for me, it was coming into this retreat. Again, um, it was not all kumbaya and like, you know, lovey-dovey. I mean, it was, but it totally was. <laughs> it totally was. However, it, like we had to do the exercise and the, the exercise, it was like, what are you letting go of? And I, I had to tell myself, I am letting go of having that feeling or a need to feel relevant and, and, and feeling like I have to, I have to be part of my friends' lives. Otherwise it won't, they won't be my friends. Um, and I had to be okay with the fact that it's okay. They know I'm their friend and they know they can come to me, whatever they need, a call, uh, food, um, you know, hang out, let's go for coffee, whatever it is. I need to trust that they know that I'm that kind of friend they, they can come to for anything. So for me is I came into the retreat, we did the, ex we did the exercise and I had to work through that all weekend. And I did come back a new woman. It was transformational. It really was, it was so good. But you know what the craziest part was that once I start, once we all started sharing, it wasn't just me. Like people were have were similar, had similar experiences or similar situations or similar feelings. Um, maybe they didn't manifest in the way that it was manifesting in my life, but they were also letting go of something that they had a little voice inside telling them a lie, mm -hmm. and they just had to literally come to this acknowledgement of like, mm, this is not serving me well. I really need to let go of this. Right. And so I think the big step here is to acknowledging and saying, this is not serving me anymore. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, what's interesting too, is that as you say that and the universe, when you let go and surrender mm -hmm. things fall into place. And isn't it funny how you felt a little disconnected from feeling needed by your friends, mm -hmm. but then just a few days after you got back from camp, I'm like, Hey sis, like I need your advice. And like, oh, I need you, yeah. you know, yeah. which is funny. Like just the way that it happens. Cause when you surrender and let go, like, like you said, the trusting yeah. does come into place that your friends, your people, your humans will come to you regardless. And I think that's also like an attachment style maybe that you have of mm -hmm, just feeling like, I don't know, you want, and you're a three, we've talked about this, like a two. Oh, sorry, a two. <laughs> yeah. um, a two um, of feeling the need almost, for validation. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's validation. And, but in a very specific way, because you want to take care of people yeah, and you want to let them take care, mm. get taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just funny though. Cause I'm like, that's funny because I literally just called you and yeah. said, I need your help. And yeah. that's when it happens to like yeah. when you surrender. Um, but you know, during that call, you and I were talking and I, another, another, another important piece or another important lesson that I remember was also just the reframing of just any situation that you have or any any or a need for a new lesson right to be learned because I was telling you that something that might help sometimes is to reframe just like those thoughts that you're having and uh, something that we heard at the Oaks at the retreat was just this reframing and you know speaking from abundance versus the scarcity mindset and I feel like that happens so often and I hear it from friends I mean that's something that we're just going to keep learning and and you know practicing i think i think really like digging deep into your heart and finding that your heart you need to find ways of filling your heart and filling your soul right and and reminding your soul that you live in abundance right and manifesting that abundance uh versus always complaining or not complaining but you know 
pinpointing the things that you're missing yeah. in, in, in that scarcity mindset that you don't have enough, that you don't have this. Yeah. Right? It's almost like a feeling of inadequacy and mm. not enough. Yeah, not enough. And this goes back into a concept that I learned from a podcast that I follow and listen to called Life by Taylor. And she was talking about how there's the glass half full concept mm. of looking at the glass half full or people look at it glass half empty. But also a third way that people look at the glass oftentimes is yeah, my glass is half full, but it could be more full. Mm. And I just need that one more text. I just need that one more person. I just need that one more relationship or even like material things mm-hmm. to make me happy. And then I'll be happy. Yeah. And then I'll find joy and peace within myself. <laughs> and that's also just not a way to frame life. Like if your glass is full, your glass is full, half full. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I want to hear more about the transparency between like step one, two, and three of identifying that you have this attachment style or even just this feeling this intrusive thought Mm. and then how you get to step five when you're you let go of it yeah like what comes after yes I think a lot of people talk about intrusive thoughts and oh suddenly they're on the other side and like things are happy again (laughs) and it's fun and free but what goes in between those steps like as an example I mean I think it's definitely like a little process right and I love I love putting things into processes and systems but I for me at least you know having these thoughts I knew I was dealing with this I knew I I had been feeling that for a couple weeks almost again even though I I was happy with my life Mm -hmm. and so many great things were happening I think I was looking at that like oh what's not enough right Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever said it out loud but I was just like oh only if if only so and so would invite me to that dinner or if only I had been part of this or if only that person would have called me instead at some point, I was like, well, if she would have called me, I would have done a better job. I don't even remember what that was, but I journaled about it. And then I had to, like, really deconstruct. Mm-hmm. So I think the first part is, like, recognizing that there is something that's not doesn't feel right. And it's not serving you well. And then um, not to make it all, you know, all, um, you know, lifetime dramatic. <laughs> but going to the retreat, it just felt very, um, very fitting to be honest, to work on that. And during our exercise, you know, I had to tell myself, I need to let go of feeling like I need to be needed by X, Y, and Z person specifically. I had to tell that myself. That was my truth. And during the whole weekend, I worked through that. And there were several, you know, several things that I did. I meditated about it. I went on a walk. I learned how to be grateful for all the other friends that I made that weekend um, and all the beautiful women that I met. And then I learned also to be like, you know what? I reached my limit. Maybe I do not have to be best friends with all these women, right? Um, which I want to, <laughs> but you know, I know there there's just so much bandwidth that you have. So anyway, I needed to be aware of that too, because I didn't want to go down the road of like trying to be friends with everybody and then not having the bandwidth to actually be present. And I think coming out of it, I need, to ha- I need to have this intention, like be intentional with what I learned and truly let go. And that really has like trickled into my life now because, you know, now I, I have to remind that myself. And I, I think the biggest piece is acknowledging it and saying, I see you. I know you are there and I need to deal with you, mm-hmm. you know, because now if I have that thought, that intrusive thought of like, oh, well, so-and-so didn't call you or so-and-so didn't show up at, you know, whatever, for coffee. Um, 
in my inner voice normally she's mean sometimes and she's like she can be a bitch but um you know she'll be like oh you know what you're just not enough you're not interesting or what she really doesn't like you or she's got better friends you know and I just I think I feel equipped now to say "Mm, girl not today all right we're good friends it's okay it's not the end of the world Mm -hmm. and you know what I can go and do something else and we'll catch up later yeah yeah something like that but it's catching that freaking inner voice that intrusive thought yeah, yeah. Which, and the other day is your ego too yeah mm-hmm. and the ego just wants to feel safe and coddled yeah. and uh yeah the relationship with the ego is like a whole other topic but <laughs> thank you for sharing because i think a lot of people probably feel similarly and mm-hmm. identifying accepting and then taking real action whether mm-hmm. it's like a mental health day yeah. or a therapy session where mm-hmm. you really go down and like, or it's a journaling session, giving yourself that time and space to just feel what you feel and like dissect it is the most important component. Yeah. I think. But I mean, and it, and it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a process. Mm-hmm. Like I had been journaling about that and I had, I had cried about it. I had cried to Cody about it. I had talked to him about it and yes, my tipping, you know, uh, transformative point was the, the retreat, mm-hmm. but it's because I had time to quiet down, to work on it, and to be intentional about what I wanted to get out of that. True. So yeah, it can look it can look different for people, but I think I think the biggest piece is just acknowledging it mm-hmm. and knowing that you want to change and do something about it. And it's hard. I mean, and, and also not all situations are equal, right? Like maybe this is what I was battling right now. That maybe you maybe having other kind of intrusive thoughts, right? And yeah. And um, this kind of goes along with like our conversation or phone call you and I had. Yeah. And I think I was like, girl what the heck is going on with your inner voice? Yeah. Your little roommate. Yeah, my inner voice was on a similar but different... Similar but different. <laughs> yeah, similar but different wavelength. Like, my inner voice was going back to the relation, navigating relationships of, well, I have this new group of friends, but we're so new. Like, I just met them, and they're in a different stage of life, but they, I look at them like mentors, and mm. we can talk spirituality, we can mm-hmm. talk self-improvement, we can talk yoga and meditation. And then I felt like I was just comparing mm. my, what my friendships were were giving me and what were they serving me and I just wanted that one bestie who is in a similar life phase once has similar goals has a similar lifestyle has similar way of thinking is also spiritual doesn't need like I don't know alcohol like you know I feel like I was looking for a very specific type of friend and that's not fair to my current friends because then I started to feel like I was being ungrateful to the current people that I have in my life and not even ungrateful just like yeah comparing and being Mm -hmm. like "Mm, well like trying to find something wrong yeah and like right. yes yes and like oh well if I had this bestie that I made up in my mind which is essentially just a copy be, of me I like was say, wait it just like, like if, me. Yeah, yeah if it was a copy of you then you would not be special and yes you know yes and like I agree <laughs> I've gotten there's I've, only one of you yeah I've gone back and forth on this on my in, my in my head but it would just and in my head I was romanticizing I'm like oh but it would just be so nice if I had a bestie who just was my age and knew all these things and did all these things like me but how boring would that be too like you know just yeah being you're the like same person. yeah you meant, you're like girl I just listened to this meditation and she's like oh yeah I did that like a week ago yes like yeah yeah I, I don't know it's I feel like I have felt at some point mm-hmm. that way and, and I don't think it would be fun no no and I think I'm, I was at a point where I was like well I just don't have community but I'm like I do have community I just yeah. wanted a very specific archetype of a person mm-hmm. as a bestie because I felt almost like a little bit lonely in my journey mm-hmm. like that's the thing I, I just felt lonely because I felt like I was battling these these thoughts and I and I do I have these habits that I love to do but I don't have anyone to share them with Mm -hmm. like 
that was more where I was coming from too. Like I kind of just wanted to share my experience. But then you brought to light too that I can share my experience, period. Like no matter who's in the room, how old they are, what their life phase is, what like they're going through, like that's my value of showing up and sharing my experience. But that's also so hard and scary. Like that requires Mm -hmm. vulnerability. (laughs) And I'm not good at that. Like I have a whole other episode coming on like what vulnerability means to me and how to show up in a vulnerable space and also hold space for other people to be yeah. vulnerable because I definitely can identify friendships where like oh in five seconds we can go deep we yeah. can start crying to each other we can talk about our shadows and just get very vulnerable and not feel judged and feel yeah. safe mm-hmm. and I also have other friendships that I definitely haven't gotten there yet but and that's okay mm-hmm. too yeah. because they serve me in other ways yeah. yeah so I don't know I think I just had to like re- again going back to reframing it and yeah. being like no, no 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 I have all of these women all of these friendships that I value that I love that bring me different things and I bring them different things as well. Yeah. So that's that <laughs> on, <laughs> on relationships. 30 minutes also, I, uh, let me tell you, I, what, what am I from the South? Uh, <laughs> I do that. love, I do love their accent. No, here's something that I have noticed. I don't want to say I learned, but I have noticed that also you can have friends and be yourself. And I truly believe, I do believe that the universe will put people in your life that not only will they quote unquote serve a purpose, but they are in your life for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you can be besties, but who knows? You might not have that bestie in two years, you know? Yeah, I know I have. But you know, I have like the love of my life, truly. Like we said to each other, we used to say that we were the love of each other's life. Sounds better in Spanish, but whatever. Yes, yeah, that's what you're talking about. You know, and, and now we're not in each other's lives. I know we still wish, us, wish, wish each other the best. Right. And we send good vibrations, like, you know, both ways. But so all that to say that, it's not one one mold fits all. Yeah. Like even if you create this mold of what you want your bestie to be like, also know that that if you find that person, <laughs> that person is gonna grow and, yes. and it's gonna change. And so, what are you gonna do when when she doesn't fit your mold anymore? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? like, like it's unfair to that person too. Yeah. Like it's just unrealistic. And I think yes. in my head, I guess in my head, I've just always now that I think about it. This has just been an ongoing conversation that I've had growing up mm-hmm. because I moved around so much. I was always in search mm. of like my bestie and like my soulmate in a female friendship. Like I think I definitely, that's just something that I've always brought up. Even yeah. in college, I was yeah. like, I don't have female friends. And yeah. then I got them. And now two years after graduation, like we're all in very different places, yeah. but we still have love for each other. We still yeah. text each other, call yeah. each other, see how everyone's doing, but it's a very different dynamic. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. Um, Here's to just evolu- evolution and like, <laughs> and then like transformation. Yeah. No, I think, and you and I, I think share that and we're mm-hmm. similar in that way that we move so much and that, you know, um, but I just saw my friend, I was in San Diego and I saw my friend from high school, shout out to Claudia. Um, I think she listens. Um, it, we hadn't seen each other in 12 years mm-hmm. since we graduated mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh my gosh, she wrote me the most beautiful card and I was crying. My ass. And Cody's Aww. like, what's wrong? And I was like, she wrote me a letter. Like we haven't been close as in like, hey, what's up? How was your day? You know, every day. But it was just so beautiful to see, oh my God, she even wrote it. I think like you, I've I've always, anyway, I'm not going to mention it. But my point being is like, you never know whose life you're going to touch through a friendship maybe and what impact you're going to make in their life that years later when you're like, oh, we were not that close or not the best, but I think, or you can be like, oh, we lost touch, right? And like, you don't know what they're going to carry with them, yeah. you know, from you. Like, there's a memory, or, because we laughed about my friend and I, and 
maybe there is a story or a concert you went to or something right some experience that you share together that they will carry with them forever yes i love that so. that, that that's a really good reminder too to just always be present and mm-hmm. no matter what you mm-hmm. do intentional mm-hmm. be the light like mm-hmm. bring real like joy and yeah. like, think about what you're doing and how you're showing up in that person's life because that's all we can do and if we want to change this world we can only do that but do other humans so like Ugh. And with that, I think that's just a perfect way to end it today. Yes. You never know how you're going to change other people, like the impact you can have in people's lives. So, hey, we hope that you liked today's episode because honestly, it's just so fun to share with y'all, you know, whoever's listening. Um, It's just really fun to share who we are and what we're going through. And if you can relate at all, I mean, how cool is that? So we cannot wait to share our besties with you guys. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounded so natural for me. you'll get to hear next time are from our first guest who has not been on the show yet regardless we'll catch you later besties leave us a review or don't we'll just catch you next time because it's gonna be so fun okay bye love you bye (laughs)